This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Babies need to eat. And whether you breastfeed or bottle feed, use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about By Heart Baby Formula. By Heart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk. And Byheart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on Byheart have softer poops, less spit up, and easier digestion. Byheart is also the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider Byheart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at byheart.com. That's B-Y-H-E-A-R-T dot com slash podcast. And it is 10% off your first order. Byheart.com slash podcast. This is a limited time offer and additional terms and conditions may apply. Hello and welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men, the podcast that explores and explains boy behavior. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison. Join us as we discuss some of the most compelling issues facing boys today. Our goal is to equip you with the information and support you need to help today's boys grow into healthy, happy men. This week, I am pleased to welcome Janet back to civilization because she just spent two nights in the woods with 180 plus fourth graders. Yeah. I bet you had a few (laughs) adventures, Janet. I've got a few stories to tell. You know, we, it's very interesting. This is a, a, culmination of Native American studies. And it's two nights in the woods. And that sounds like we were really roughing it, but we were at a YMCA camp. So it was actually pretty deluxe, but it brought up this notion around how difficult it is to send our children away to an overnight field trip or overnight to grandma's. And what goes on in all of that for the parent and for the child? And it really came to mind when when a teacher emailed me hurriedly the day before we were set to go and said, you know, there's a mom who's going as a chaperone, but the little sister is kind of freaking out that mom is going to be gone for two nights. Can the third grader come along and she'll bunk with mom and she won't be any problem? And I said, no. Sorry, no, because there's so much happening here for that fourth grader, Mm -hmm. for that child to get up the determination to go. This is really a rite of passage in the Waldorf schools. Every fourth grader gets to go to Potlatch and they look forward to it. And one mom said her, her son was so excited to go. And the morning they were set to leave, he said, mom, I have been looking forward to this day for my whole life. Yeah. So it's, so we have a lot to talk about today around this whole piece of sleepaway camp, sending them off to grandma's parent guilt, 
kids having this rite of passage on their own and how important all of it is. And we'll cover it all in less than half an hour. There you go. <laughs> you know, I think we should start with why this is so important, especially for our boys. Obviously, we care about girls and learning these kinds of skills and this kind of independence is important for girls too, but our focus is on boys. And as a parent of boys, I find it really interesting that so many parents are concerned and talk about, you know, he's on his phone all the time, he's playing video games all the time. And these opportunities to camp, explore nature, go spend time at grandma and grandpa's house to me, is a, it's a perfect antidote. It's a two for one. Getting unplugged, feeling their own self-reliance. We hover so much. We control so much as the parents and we manage the schedule and we coach about the friendships. And if they're cold, we provide the sweatshirt. And this time away is an opportunity for children to feel in charge of themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to have to figure it out sometimes. I mean, once you are wherever you are, whether that's in the woods at a camp, and yeah, YMCA camp has more luxury than if you are just, you know, a pup tent in the middle of nowhere. But even if you're at grandma and grandpa's, like you have what you have, and then you figure it out from there. And that's yeah. such an important skill for our guys. Yeah. And having to rise to the occasion and ask for help from a friend, from another adult. And, you know, it's not like you're sending your kid out there alone. There are trained adults around them to assist, but for them to have to comfort themselves, figure out, oh yeah, if I go to bed in a sleeping bag with wet socks, (laughs) my feet are going to be cold. And so the next night I'm going to make sure I put on dry socks. It's Things as simple as that. Yep. Um, and their feet are going to stink in the morning. Yeah. Oh, well. and, and their tent or bunk mates will comment on that. Absolutely. And they will learn that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So they're learning social skills. They're learning relationship navigation, negotiation. They're learning it in a way that they can't do if they know you are there. You mentioned that fourth grade boy who said he'd been looking forward to this for his whole life. And uh, my sixth grade son recently, at our school, the sixth graders go on a week-long camp outing where they stay over Monday through Friday. He had some hesitations about this, which we can come back to. But the thing that I kept pointing out to him was like, Sam, this is the closest to school the way you've wanted school to be your whole life. This is your chance to move around, to run around, to learn by doing. And for boys especially, having those opportunities finally to be active and in charge, it's just such a psychological boost, which goes to what we were saying about building self-esteem recently. Yeah, it tests them in a way that they likely aren't going to be tested if they're just hanging out at the house all summer. So is there a a good time, a good age to start something like, you know, sleeping away, whether that's at grandma's or for a longer period? Mm-hmm. What do you think? 
I think it starts early and you start gradually. You know, the slumber party, the sleepover in first grade, going to grandma's and just start out gradually. And yes, there will be homesickness. And yes, you know, there'll be, I'm scared. I don't want to do this. But when you really know your child and know, you know, like they're ready, they, they can try this out and you talk about it ahead of time and you test it out. And maybe you do go pick them up in the middle of the night if they're at grandma's or whatever there is, you know, there's an out, but you're practicing, they're practicing and you are practicing letting go. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to go off to college and they're, they're going to decide like my daughter did in her senior year of high school to go to France for six months. <laughs> and you better believe she had to pull from her soul resilience and coping strategies at, in another language. Oh, my goodness. You know, that whole deciding when and how to let them go and try it is tricky because every kid is different. So we can talk in these generalities and every family is different, right? So it's ideal if you have grandma close enough that the kid can go over there for a while and grandma's is a trusted place. Not everybody has, you know, something like that to experiment, which makes it a lot harder, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, but just to keep that in mind from early on that you want to practice and, you know, there's a lot of self-development that happens for parents too, in this whole process. And that is often we are in the place of what if something, you know, what if, what if, what if we worry ourselves to death with the, what if, what if he's cold? What if he gets sick? What if he's homesick? And we want to be really careful not to communicate that to our children. First of all, really smart. We want to be supportive and enthusiastic and not communicate those worries. We know that there's adults there. And if you have a question about this, you can ask your counselor or whatever it is, but, but it's, it's learning to let go, but it's also learning to trust your child and your child is going to feel that trust. Oh, mom, mom thinks I am capable. Well, I must be capable then. Learning to trust other adults as mentors and influencers in your child's life too. That is a, such an important skill. I know for me, you know, I have these four kids. They're all boys. My oldest did not go to sixth grade camp because we were still homeschooling. Number two and number three went to sixth grade camp. No problem whatsoever. Those kids were very much along the line of, no, if I got by mom, it was just, you know, over by my group of friends and that's it. And I got occasional glimpses of them through other parents went up to volunteer at camp. I couldn't, I had a work thing going on. And so suddenly, you know, you're a parent, you look in the background, you're like, oh, look, there he is. He's well, he's fine. All's fine. Kid number four was very anxious about this camp experience. And that was a new experience Mm -hmm. for me. And it was Mm -hmm. much, much harder to drop a kid off for camp that was expressing hesitation about going than a kid who is thrilled to go. And again, you have to gauge. And I think that, did you tell me you stayed a little bit with him? So uh, with this child, I was actually able to volunteer. So they asked for parents to volunteer during the week to go up and help in the kitchen, frankly, because it keeps their costs down, right? To use volunteer help. Mm-hmm. And this year it didn't overlap with a work event. So I could go. 
but the only day I could go was Tuesday. So like he left on Monday and I was right. I was there right away that next day. It would have probably been better if I could have been there later in the week, but that's not how it worked with my life. He seemed fine when I got there. He seemed like he was having a great time. And the teachers who put this on do a fantastic job for, for bunking and for meals. They group the kids with their friends. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he's with all his guys and the counselor that he had, they use high school students for counselors. The counselor that he had just happens to be one of four boys in another family in town. So like, this is as good as it's going to get. This is a great fit for him. But as I was there during the day, I could just see my kid getting more like withdrawn and I could tell it was bugging him. And sure enough at supper, cause I was going home after that, mom, mom, can I talk to you? And sure enough, you know, what he wanted to talk about was that, uh, he didn't know why he was there anymore and there's nothing to do here anyway. And what he was really trying to say without saying it was, why can't I just come home? Please just let me come home with you. Mm-hmm. And the teachers that have put this on for years, they're very, very good. And one of the teachers had noticed us stepping aside. And so she came out and she provided such fantastic reassurance to him. And they had this mantra that they'd been teaching the students too. Sam, remember, you're safe. You have everything you need. You're nice. safe. You have everything you need. So we talked that through and we agreed that I would just walk him part of the ways to his cabin where he was staying say goodbye and go. That was tough. That was very, very Mm -hmm. tough because he was tearing up and he didn't want me to go. And to walk away when your kid is like that is a really hard thing, but I knew it was important for him. So Mm -hmm. I did. And then I went and made the mistake. This was a mistake. I went up to the lodge to touch base with this teacher and kind of do a debriefing and a check-in. And I was still up there talking when my son came running in, crying, crying. And um, saying he felt like he couldn't breathe and he was extremely distressed. And the same teacher again came over and she had it. I knew she had this. And I have the utmost trust in these people. I've been a part of this community for a long time. I know a lot of these people on a personal level. How lucky is this? The camp nurse, the one who volunteers her time and goes up every year, she actually babysat for me when I was a baby. She oh, has geez. literally known our family for more than 40 years. Wow. She is not going to let anything happen to my child. Right, right. <clears throat> so I left and you know how parents have each other's back, right? Yep. As other parents went up during the week, another mom that knew my kid was hesitant about going, she was up there later in the week and she like snapped a picture of my kid having a great time yeah. and sent it to me just for that mm-hmm. visual He's fine. Yeah. And he figured it out and he found a place within him. And I can imagine he came back with some pride. I like cute clothes. I like having stylish outfits and I hate shopping. Armoire makes getting dressed easier. Armoire is a clothing rental membership option. And Janet and I recently have both tried it out. And you guys, it is so much fun. You go to their website, you get to take a little quick style quiz, takes five minutes, and then you get presented a list of beautiful clothing, pictures, wonderful clothes that you can pick out and get delivered to your house for you to try and wear in the comfort of your own home without going out and determine what looks cute 
put together outfits without investing a ton of money. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off your first month. That is up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash envoys. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E, dot style slash envoys to get 50% off your first month and never have to worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. We all know that vitamins can help fill nutritional gaps in our diet, but a lot of us don't like to take vitamins because we don't like swallowing pills. How do you feel about that, Janet? There's some days that I look at my vitamins and go, yeah, I should take those. I'll do it later. But I'll tell you what's changed. I have gotten easy melt vitamins. I have the D3 and I have the B12s and a multivitamin. And I just pop them in my mouth and they dissolve. And I don't have to think about swallowing a vitamin. And you don't necessarily need water either to have on hand to get this big vitamin now. Yeah, no. And they taste good. And they're sugar-free. They melt quickly. The reason they melt is because of plants, not chemicals. Ah, plant-based nutrition. For a limited time only, you can receive a free, free three-month supply of Easy Melt Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit try.easymelts.com slash envoys. That's try, T-R-Y dot easymelts, E-Z-M-E-L-T-S dot com forward slash envoys. That he was able to make it through the the rough water there and that he did end up having a good time. And you know, you and I had talked about this a little even before this, we're recording the podcast. I didn't fully realize until after this, that he really hadn't slept away from home before. And I think the reason why I didn't notice that, you know, I'm divorced. So he's gone back and forth between my house and his dad's house for most of his life. So he seems very comfortable, but that's parents, right? Yeah. And I didn't also worry about him because we go camping a lot. As a family, we go camping. My kids are totally comfortable in the woods. If anything, they love the woods more than civilization because they're just those kids. So I thought, you know, what's he got to worry about? But he's been with family on those. So I think Mm. that was a big stretch for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a great book, and we've talked about this before. Our One of our favorite guys, Dr. Michael Thompson, has written a book called Homesick and Happy, How Time Away from Parents Can Help a Child Grow. But he also pointed out in here that camp directors are finding more and more that managing child sickness is actually the bigger issue, and that is parents who are longing for their babies, who can't relish the time away from their child, and they're overcompensating by um, showing up at camp or sending too many presents or calling, how's my child doing? 
and that pull that is there between parent and child. So it is a, it's a challenge for parents to walk away like you did and to recognize that your child is going to be happy. So, you know, for any parent who is considering sleepaway camp or, you know, the school field trip kind of thing, asking yourself, can I let go? Where am I in this process? Am I holding on too tight? You know, it's funny because I'm of two minds of this. Part of me saw some of the other parents sort of having those reactions, even thinking about their kids going to camp. And I didn't say it to their face, but mentally I'm like, come on already. Like, I know you love your kid and that's great. And I'm glad you like to spend time together. I like my kids too, but like, I don't need to be around them all the time. And so I was sort of mentally being judgmental. Okay. I will be mm-hmm. straight up and honest about that. I was being judgmental. And I think, wow, you're just, you're way too crazy and you're way too connected and it's unhealthy. And then I went to camp. I volunteered. My kid was sobbing. I had to walk away. All right. So I go home and the um, counselors, the teacher counselors had offered to contact me and send me pictures to let me know he was okay. And I said, no, like if I don't hear from you, I trust that he's fine because I do. But Janet, what do you think I thought about? pretty exclusively oh, for the next two days. How's my baby? How's right. he doing? Exactly. So even though I had that kid-free time, okay, it wasn't totally kid-free because I had other children, but let's face it, the young one is the intensive work one. I didn't dive into my work projects like I thought I would. I didn't dive into, you know, like seeing a friend like I thought I would because I let my own anxiety get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so for parents who are thinking of sending their son to a sleepaway camp or a field trip or whatever, I think it's very important to think through what you just said. What's your level of readiness? But then also to have some strategies planned, things, what you are going to do while the kid is gone. Mm-hmm. And it also helps if you have uh, some kind of a buddy, whether it's a friend, a spouse, whoever, to check in with you and make sure that you do some of those things. Even if it's tough for you to, you know, go out for drinks at Mm -hmm. first and all you're thinking about is your kid, do it anyway. Yeah. And it's practice. It is practice. You, I am talking to you from an empty nest. My nest has been empty for a lot of years and I still, you know, I miss having kids around you better practice because it's kind of shocking when they go away. So um, definitely trying it with baby steps, all things in that way. I was going to circle around back around too, before you said that about longing for your child while they were gone. But you know, you also come from this different place of your kids are bouncing back and forth mm-hmm. between two houses. So there is that little bit more of a looser umbilical cord, shall we right. say. Right. We've and all had to develop that and get used yeah. to Yeah. And that's not, that is not easy when when families are splitting up, that's hard too. And we tend to hold a little tighter, but, but this whole idea of camp, and I've said on this show before that my dad was an executive with the Boy Scouts. So summer camp was a big part of our life and not that we got to go, but it was my dad in the younger years spent time at camp and jamborees and, oh, and sure. this 
a whole part of, I mean, that was just the thing that was going on. And by being away at Jamboree, at summer camp, even on a weekend camping, boys feel a part of something bigger. Yes. It's not just them and mom or them and mom and dad and the nuclear family. It is a chance to be part of something bigger, to be doing a service project, to, I know in scout camp, a lot of times they would like be building something, a Mm -hmm. big bridge or some sort of something. And so to be active in a team and pulling for the same thing and learning things together with your peers in an active way. All of these things are so critical and we can't give that to our kids as a nuclear family. It needs to be a bigger organization. And think of the relief that is inherent in that statement if we think about it. We can't provide everything for our kids and that's okay. That means we can let other people do some of this for us. Mm -hmm. That is good for our kids, it's good for our society, and it's good for us. Yeah. And I encourage our listeners to take a moment and reflect back on their own childhood Mm -hmm. and what, like, what is the memory that stands out for you the most? Like when you, I'm thinking of my, my memory that is backpacking in a wilderness area with no adults as a 13-year-old with my cousin who was 16 and her boyfriend and a couple other cousins who were about my age. They, my aunt and uncle sent us off to a wilderness area for a five-day backpacking trip. No adults. And I'll tell you what, if you and were no to ask... And no cell phones. And no cell phones. And if you were to ask me, like, what was my pinnacle of, like, feeling my my strength and my power and my capability, it was that trip with no adults, no parents. So when you reflect, dear listeners, back into your childhood and what were like what were those moments that that are life changing and landmark moments in your life, were your parents present? Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. Do you have one? Well your story just gave me reassurance for something that I'm facing from the parent side right now. Um, my 17-year-old decided that he doesn't want to play on the Legion baseball team this summer because he has a driver's license, he has a boat, he's got a trailer hitch on his vehicle, and he wants to go on a couple multi-day fishing trips. And I have talked to him enough to know that like, he's not talking about going to the lake 30 minutes away in the morning and coming back. He wants to go and explore. And this is the kind of thing that, yeah, understandably makes parents nervous. He had broached this idea um, previously, and I wrestled through a lot of this, but it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, he might have vehicle trouble. Yep, he might get a flat. Those things are all going to happen to him in life. And he has to figure out how to deal with them. And sure, I can tell him all these things, just like we all tell our kids everything from, you know, brush your teeth to you should join, you know, AAA and and here's why. But it doesn't stick until you do it yourself. Yeah. But do get him a AAA membership. 
Uh, Love that triple A. Right. You, absolutely. This will be fun to follow your progression here through letting him go. But, you know, it's the place, and I see these kids with this fourth grade event. I see them coming in and they're, you know, they're a little nervous and it's a big and new and all different. And they've heard stories from years past. But two and a half days later, when I stand at the gate and I watch those children leave, they are bouncing and they are happy. And I know that within them, in their soul, they have found a new place of capability and self-assurance. And your son, when he gets back from that multi-day fishing trip, oh my goodness, he's going to be standing taller than when he left. He may also be intolerable. We're going to wait and see. Well, there's that. (laughs) He is 17 after all. I know. Do you think that in some ways these camp experiences are harder or more challenging for kids and parents simply because not as many people have contact with nature on a regular basis growing up as people used to, right? So people used to grow up in rural areas and whether you were in your backyard or down the street at your friend's house, you had some familiarity with nature. And now there are a lot of kids that really don't have nature experiences on a regular basis. And that's why they need camp. There is a place in all of us that when we are in nature, we find a different rhythm in our being. We find, may figure out that, no, we don't like waking up to birds calling, (laughs) or maybe we really do. And it's a place to unplug and be quiet go swimming in a lake that's freezing cold, do a ropes course that you never thought you'd be able to do, ride a horse. Maybe you don't even like horses, but now you can see that, oh, maybe they're okay. Mm -hmm. And it's such a place to expand our view of the world. When I lived in Maine, they had a program, I think it's still going on. I can't remember what it's called, but it was bringing inner city kids from New York up to Maine to be in the summer, to have a week in Maine, experience swimming in a lake, experience nature. And again, you could see those kids coming scared and anxious and closed off. And by the time they left after that week in rural Maine, they were standing proud and happy in a way that, you know, they certainly didn't come in that way. These nature experiences, they use cause and effect, not, not, by, def, not like by uh, design, but you know how boys learn so much more by doing and then seeing what happens, right? Experiencing being in nature is all about cause and effect. And that's such a great way for our kids to learn facts, content, knowledge. You know, for instance, if uh, I touch this flower, what happens? If I make a lot of noise when I'm fishing, what happens? There's that kind of learning, but there is also this learning about yourself through Mm -hmm. cause and effect that can really happen when kids are allowed to interact in nature and make choices and decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So dear parents, if you're thinking about sending your child away to sleep away camp or that overnight at grandma's, awesome. Do it make a date with your spouse, make a date with your girlfriends. You get to have some adult time while they're gone and everyone's going to come back different. 
I want to give you an idea because in some places, sleepaway camp is completely normal. Everybody does it. It can also be really, really pricey. Mm-hmm. So if you can't afford to send your kid to sleepaway camp, don't feel like you have to spend money you don't have on that experience. You can get together with some other parents and collaboratively send them to camp. One of you can maybe put up a tent in your backyard or somebody else's backyard. The whole group goes over there for a night. You can pick another location. Get creative. Think about low-cost, low-key ways that you can give your kids these experiences too. Get creative. Comment below how you're going to get those overnight experiences for your kids and let them go and let them grow. Thanks for joining On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. You can find our show notes at onboyspodcast.com. That's on-boys-podcast.com. Our show notes include links to all of the resources we mentioned in today's episode. Until next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.